Hi there, folks. I wanted to give you a quick warning about the audio quality on this show before you get started. Because of the coronavirus, we had to use some online tools to record this show, instead of using our usual studio equipment. It's definitely not of the same quality. So this show might just be for the true fans only. Thanks for bearing with us, and hopefully we get back to the studio soon. Take care. This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about what everyone else in the world is talking about. Stamp collecting. Just kidding. We're going to talk about the coronavirus, unfortunately. But hey, you can't catch it through an audio recording. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Zach Owens. Hey. Jason Thomas. What it is, y'all. Haley Cawthon. Hey there. Allison Steins. Hi. Brooke Timmons. Howdy. And Marty Finley. How's it going? And I bet you can tell we sound a lot different this week. It's because we're, uh, uh, you know, hiding from the coronavirus and working remotely. So we decided to record this week's podcast on uh, our Microsoft Teams platform. Uh, that's uh, similar to Slack, if you're, if you're familiar with Slack. It's like so, way to plug Teams right there. And <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, we look great on it, let me tell you. Microsoft, I expect my check soon. Um, the reason we chose Teams is because we already had the uh, the uh, Microsoft suite on our uh, thing, so, uh, so we decided to, to use that one. But uh, anyway, getting back to that intro, Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Guys, it sounds like we might be working at home for a good while. So I wanted to see if you guys could give us a few of your favorite working at home tips. And Haley, I'm going to start with you. Okay, so I think the easiest thing, I've worked from home a couple times, usually just on like cover story, like things that take me a little longer. But if you're still, you know, kind of in the daily grind and have to accomplish multiple things in your day, um, I always recommend starting your day off by making a list of priorities, the things that you need to get done first and start working your way down that list. Make sure you like say, I want to get this thing done by 11 o'clock so that I can, you know, have a lunch break, walk my dog at 1130 and like plan your day out kind of like you would at work, but just make sure that you have, you know, something that you're sticking to that can keep you in check instead of, you know, working a little here and working a little there on various things. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I would say uh, isolate uh, your, if you have a workspace, uh, that's, that's what very I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would you say know. like having a dedicated workspace, I think is important mm-hmm. because you can get distracted and say, Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll turn on the TV. Oh. And then, yeah. you know, an hour goes by and you've watched something on TV and you haven't got any work done. So I think having an, a designated workspace where, you know, like, Hey, when I go in here, I need to focus yeah. and this is where I need to, to do my work. Then I think that that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I never turn the TV on, uh, when I'm, uh, working at home, you know, unless there's some kind of emergency or something, storm or something like that. But, uh, uh, Marty, you got one. I really get to echo what everyone else said, you know, really figure out what works for you. Um, and just try to keep a schedule. That's what I always do. I try to yeah. keep myself you- on a schedule so we don't get behind. 
you've got kids. So is that uh, even more difficult, I guess, to, to stay focused when you're watching kids at home too? Well, thankfully today they're at school and daycare. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm here alone today, but it's a little bit more challenging. Um, mm-hmm. What I, what I usually do is just try to uh, distract them as much as I can with television or something. So I can work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet that is a lot more difficult. Uh, anybody else got any good working at home tips? I, I do. I like to just keep on my schedule, like what I would normally do. Drink coffee, get a shower, drink more coffee, and put on clothes, you know, work clothes, and just stay on that kind of schedule. I think that's, that's, yeah. I think that's smart. That's I did that this morning. I got up. I got ready. I yeah. you know, put on regular clothes, um, even though I knew I was going to be working from home this morning, and I could have done it in my pajamas, but I didn't. So Yeah, yeah you need that separation, I think. Uh, anybody else have any to share? It's weird because we're pop- normally I can just kind of look at you guys and, and tell if you have any other stories or tips to share, but I can't this time. We are on a video platform, and I, I can't see everyone. So, uh, any this, other tips? Out there? Yeah, this is going to be a real challenge for me. In, in a previous life, I was allowed to work from home on on Friday afternoons, and in that experience, I got absolutely nothing accomplished. So I'm actually learning quite a bit here. I, I wholeheartedly agree with having a dedicated space, sticking to a schedule, writing it out, getting dressed, that kind of thing. As a father of two young kids, uh, that's new for me too, so it's going to be a real challenge to stay, you know, focused. But yeah, this is some great ideas. <laughs> yeah, Jason, how's it going to affect you with uh, the kids being out of school now? Uh, yeah, that's something that we talked about last night, and, you know, we're just trying to come up with a plan to um, make sure that, obviously, we're there for them, and we you know, pay attention to our obligations at work. So luckily, um, since I'm allowed to work from home, I'll be able to um, be a daddy and a and a worker. Yeah. So you're just going to have to, it's, it's going to have to be a balance and you're just going to have to understand that daddy's got to dedicate some time to do some work. And like Marty said, just try to make sure they have plenty of distractions and books and those kind of things. So it's just going to be a juggling act, really. Mm-hmm. iPads are great if you got one. <laughs> no, no, no screen. <laughs> Nope. (laughs) Um, Screens are polarizing, apparently. (laughs) Okay, guys, those are good tips. I really appreciate it. We'll move on to the other topic, which is, uh, of course, coronavirus. Uh, It seems to be we have had a crazy week this week. At the beginning of the week, we heard about a few cancellations, and then it just kind of kept snowballing and snowballing. Uh, I remember uh, Wednesday night we posted that, the uh, the NCAA tournament will be p- played without fans. And I walked in the office Thursday morning, and we were all like, that tournament's going to get canceled. And <laughs> sure enough, it did. Uh, pretty much if you could think of – anything you could think of being canceled has been canceled, it sounds like. So uh, these are obviously crazy times. Uh, we've seen the stock market react to it. Uh, Zach, I'm going to lean on you a little bit here because you've, you've been following it probably closer than anybody. But uh, uh, with the stock market reaction – What's been the re- uh, reaction so far? We saw uh, the market bottom out, well, maybe bottom out yesterday, really a big sell-off and, uh, and and entering a bear market earlier this week. So, you know, kind of fill us in on what you've been watching with that. Yeah, and who knows if the market's actually bottomed off for good. A lot of economists say it could get a lot worse. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, uh, the market shed – 26% of its value since February 21st when uh, the corona fears really started uh, coming stateside. 
and it, it has just been extremely volatile and uh, it was really compounded earlier this week when on Sunday, the oil war between Saudi Arabia and Russia really heated up and mm-hmm. oil lost more than 30%. So that just compounded on Monday and all week it's just been a bloodbath. Yeah, um, it's just amazingly bad timing that this oil price war decided, uh, uh, you know, the Saudis broke that out, as I understand it, uh, that that happened. And then uh, at the same time, we have all these fears about uh, coronavirus spread and all these events being canceled and how that impacts revenue. I think that NBA cancellation uh, really shook the world yesterday uh, when uh, the NBA announced it wasn't playing. That led to all the other sports uh, saying the same thing. And uh, the Masters, I just got an alert on my phone, has been postponed. Oh, oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah, breaking news. <clears throat> so, you know, we hear stuff like that, and uh, it kind of seems like, uh, when, when is the Masters? Is that, does that go on for a while? I think it's the first, or, week, in, first week in April. Thursday okay. through Sunday, yeah. Okay. Um, so I thought that was farther back. So I guess, you know, I'm, I'm actually not that surprised. Honestly, at this point, I'm more surprised if something is on than if it's yeah, off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yep. You know, uh, I posted a story yesterday. Uh, O'Shea's Irish Pub said uh, St. Patrick's Day celebrations are on uh, at O'Shea's. So um, it is surprising to see. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there's a, just, a, you know, a lot of – shock out there to see all this stuff canceled so what's been the most surprising thing do you think uh, marty i'll go to you on this one um i would say they're just the rapid nature of how everything happened so quickly uh all really i think spurred by the nba and rudy gobert testing positive that's really what changed this took this to another level we thought we were mm-hmm. just going to see empty arenas everywhere but now we're seeing that you know the players don't want to play uh we saw Duke, Kansas pull out of the NCAA tournament before they canceled it. So I think it's just the rapid nature of how this thing escalated is what's been so surprising yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that, you know, all of the long, you know, they were thinking about the crowds and no one thought about the athletes getting sick. And then when, yeah. you know, the athletes started testing positive, I think that was something that was a game changer. Oh, we can't just do this without yeah. an audience. Yeah. So, and <clears throat> sorry. Go on. Uh, so I was meeting with uh, Mac Wilkinson of Moolathon. He's a startup founder in Louisville, and uh, he's friends with Rajon Rondo and the Lakers. They're actually on Moolathon's team together. Um, and he was out in L.A. for Lakers games earlier this week, and he said it was not on anybody's radar about what was happening with um, the Utah Jazz and all that. He said players weren't even thinking about it until it happened, and then they, like, didn't know what to think. It was kind of a shock for them. It wasn't something that they were bracing for. No, there seemed to be an oblivious nature to it among the teams until this happened. So that's kind of what the shocking part was. Right. So um, the Kentucky Derby is obviously on everybody's mind. I mean, it, we, we were talking just internally, me and Marty and Haley on a text the other day about whether or not um, – the Kentucky Derby will cancel. My theory is that it doesn't cancel, that uh, uh, basically they run it, you know, in front of 100 people, um, you know, is the worst case scenario. I just think 145 years of running that race, you know, you don't just abandon that out of an abundance of caution. And that's what a lot of these have been doing. Uh, And then uh, there's also, uh, you know, the financial 
aspect of it for Churchill Downs. So I don't know. What does anybody else think? Did, did, well, you feel yesterday like- Churchill uh, in a statement floated the idea of postponing it, and I yeah, actually and that's another thought of that yet. And, you know, yeah, I hadn't either. And I think that mm-hmm. you know, if they postpone, then you know they can still have that whole huge financial. Um, gain when, you know, at a later date in the year, having all of the fans come once we've kind of, you know, moved past a little bit of this, you know, extreme caution at this point. Um, Whereas if they run it right now um, at, and do it without an audience, you know, they're going to have a huge um, financial loss. So I think it'll be a a financial disaster if they don't run it, if they run it without people. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll still be a financial disaster. Like if they uh, went with a hundred people, that is a huge hit to them. So it's kind of turning us back to the market. Churchill down CHDN has been one of the hardest hit stocks mm-hmm. by far since the uh, downturn began in late February. Uh, Churchill's lost more than more more than fifty percent already of their uh, value from its all time high. Yeah. So that's investors are already you know pricing that in the possibility of the Derby being a complete wash. Also, yeah. the doping scandal didn't help anything. No, yeah. no, no. Terrible, terrible timing on that. Uh, one of the few non-coronavirus stories we've done this week has been uh, it's been about that. Marty, why don't you elaborate on that just in case people missed it and all the hecticness? Yeah, yeah. So that came out, I think, Monday. Uh, there was an indictment handed down from the Manhattan uh, attorney, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, in coordination with the FBI. They had indicted uh, 27 people, including several trainers. One of the trainers was. The maximum security trainer, he was the course course that finished first, but then was disqualified later uh, in last year's derby. Uh, so uh, Jason Service is his name, the trainer. He was one of 27 indicted. It was, it was a doping ring, but it was multiple conspiracies. So basically, this was broken out into four or five different kind of schemes to, uh, according to the, uh, to the indictments, to, you know, covertly uh, kind of sh- manufacture and ship and then administer uh, various uh, performing enhancing drugs to uh, probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of horses. So yeah, it's a pretty big deal. It kind of got lost in the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, it was a, it was, it was a pretty big story there Monday morning until things started to escalate with coronavirus. But that c- coupled with the uh, just the uncertainty around the Derby is just killing Churchill Downs at the moment. And Marty and I talked about this yesterday. If the Derby is delayed, you know, that affects the two other Triple Crown races, the Preakness and the Belmont. So they're going to have to adjust their schedules or this is going to be rearranged some different way. So it's going to be a domino effect, whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. I would think they would have to coordinate that in some fashion with Preakness and Belmont to make it work. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, uh, one thing I wanted to get into a little bit here, you know, do you guys feel like it's been, uh, is it an overreaction to see all these things canceled the way they are? Uh, people are saying that a lot of people on Twitter are uh, more furious that, uh, the NCAA ter- tournament was canceled. Uh, I don't personally see it as an overreaction. I think, you know, um, we're, it seems like we're kind of choosing health over economy to me. Right. Um, well, I, I read something that you, it's people, <clears throat> You look back, you know, a year from now, you're either going to see it as an overreaction or an underreaction. And mm-hmm. I think that we can all agree that we'd rather overreact than underreact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, th- well, th- okay. this is not an overreaction. I mean, look at what's happening in Italy right now. That country is shut down. All businesses in Italy are shut down except pharmacies and groceries. Mm-hmm. It is a mess. And, you know, our response, frankly, on the federal level hasn't been 
very aggressive. You look at a country like South Korea that does drive-by testing. You know, yeah, they're, they're, countries yeah, have been able to keep testing, this though. like really low in high-risk countries because they've been so aggressive on c- containment. You know, life as we know it until right now, the United States hasn't changed. I, a lot of people are really worried that, you know, we could be in an Italy-type scenario two or three weeks from now. And again, that kind of fear is why the market is reacting like it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as oh, – sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, as a millennial, I see a lot of people in my generation that are like, oh, well, if I get coronavirus, I'll likely be fine. I don't care. Like, I'm going to still go about my life. But the whole point of why people are – reacting the way that they are, why people are switching to remote work, why things are being canceled is because the whole point is to flatten the curve. So even if you do contract it, that way you won't spread it to somebody else um, that is in a vulnerable position. And if you're saying that, you know, I don't care about the older generation or people with pre-existing conditions, like, I think that's really unfair um, if we're not taking that into consideration. So I know I was having to talk to my kids about that. They couldn't understand why JCPS was closing and having to explain that to them and try to make them understand that it's not just necessarily them, it's we're protecting other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's about right. Ki- yeah. I have several people in my spread. life that have autoimmune disorders and you know, it's not just about keeping yourself safe. It's about keeping them mm-hmm. safe. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's important to note that this is a preemptive measure. It's not, it actually should be a sign of optimism that we're taking it seriously right, right, and, and stopping to prevent the spread, which would more than likely happen in these massive events. Just because people are moving, especially sporting events where people are sweating, and, uh, teams are sweating and they're, you know, there's a lot of contact. Yeah. It just makes sense for those things to pause right now. Um, well, so yeah, I, I think it's, well, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a question. So, um, we were talking about this kind of before the podcast started, but, um, I have some friends in town for a wedding. We're going to a wedding this weekend and I'm going to go ahead and go to the wedding because that's kind of a big deal. But, um, they wanted to, uh, kind of go out tonight, maybe hit up a restaurant and a bar. Um, and I suggested maybe we go to a friend's house instead. Um, what are your guys thoughts on, you know, going to out to a bar tonight or maybe staying inside and being responsible with some, some mild social distancing? Uh, I tweeted earlier this week that I practiced social distancing way before it was cool. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, 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 my wife is kind of on, in the same boat. She had plans this weekend. She was going to go out. Um, and I'm, I was kind of like, you know, do whatever you want to do. Don't be surprised if there aren't as many people out there. I, the no. thing is, I think a crowd of a thousand or, or, or 5,000 that you get at a, at a, um, uh, uh, a basketball game is a lot different than, uh, you know, a, a crowd of 30 at a restaurant. So I, I yeah. don't think it's as big of a risk, but, uh, but, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm probably not going to go out for at least a week or two as this thing, you know, kind of ramps up, uh, you know, just to settle so, it down. So speaking of the whole restaurant aspect, I saw what I thought was a pretty ingenious post on, you know, this is seriously going to hurt Louisville's restaurant industry, hospitality industry, while people are, you know, shutting themselves away. But I thought a good thing that people were suggesting is maybe, you know, buy a gift card and like plan to go in the future so that restaurants, you know, don't struggle. That is a good idea. Maybe Uh just like prepare plans for the future, like buy gift cards, uh, you know, do some online ordering, that type of stuff, just so people aren't hurting so bad because it's really going to hurt that industry. 
That is a good idea. Like online ordering, like doing some carryout situations that would still kind of support the, the restaurants, but and ease your burden at home of cooking and being stuck in your house. You know, I listened to the governor this morning and he said, you know, we need to practice social distancing, but not isolation because he said isolation could get, um, into some other like mental health situations where you're, you're isolated in your home. So, you know, it's all about being responsible and thinking about, you know, how and what you're doing when you're out out of your home you don't want to be like that dog that never gets to play with other dogs and then when they do they just growl and bark at them so right, uh, yeah. right. you want to get out a little bit um i was thinking like as you know when i'm working from home i'm going to try and just go for a walk around my neighborhood every day especially if the hopefully the weather gets a little nicer next week um you know because that's what you know that's not a crowd you know i can you know, see my neighbors and say hi and stuff as I'm, I'm walking around and my dog can get some extra time so um so i think that's you know one way to do it it's just like get out maybe you don't go to a bar maybe you don't go to a, a big event like a concert but you know get out say hi to your, your neighbors and stuff like that mm-hmm. so. yeah because that way you're not you're not interacting in a big crowd you're just you know you're staying six feet away you're just waving um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, I want to replace the handshake with an awkward wave like this. Uh, uh, you guys can see me on team, but um, <laughs> you guys at home can't hear me. But just the most awkward wave you can think of, that's the wave I want us to, I to implement. I have never enjoyed handshakes. Like, you know, <laughs> me they, neither. They're weird. They're like, weird. And, and, some, like, and sometimes you do them twice, like at the end of the conversation. Yeah, and, like I don't want your germs on your hands. Sometimes people's hands are like clammy <clears throat> and... <throat> You know, I just, it's never, and then also people judge you on your handshake. It's yeah, Brooke, we were talking about this uh, earlier this week. We much prefer the bow. It is much yes. more dignified. The head nod. <laughs> the bow's too yeah. The head nod, yep. Awkward I love wave. the bow. I'm a bow Awk- man. Awkward wave 2020. <laughs> um. I've been struggling to talk about yeah. social distancing is going to be the word of the year, like, or the phrase of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of seems that way. Um. How long do you guys think uh, the public will put up with social distancing? Because some people just can't stay away. Like, you know, some people are going to like I, I will be very responsible for at least a week, probably two. After that, I might get a little stir crazy and go somewhere. I'll get stir crazy after about two days. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, even worse. Same. Yeah. I could hibernate full time, so I'm <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I, can, I can stay away. Um, one out- outlet I have, and I'll suggest it to other people. I'm a big uh, gamer, and um, you know, I, I have a group of, of people that I play games with two or three times a week. I get to talk to them. There's no way we're catching coronavirus from each other. Because <laughs> I know, like we're this sitting is there the chatting, event we're you've planned life, for. Like, yeah, no, this like totally <laughs> ready to go. Like me. Uh, but, uh, you know, kind of the, the guy that doesn't like going out that much and, and stays at home playing a lot of video games and watching a lot of TV. So, uh, so this totally, this, this is my time. Um, I was going to suggest there's also things called books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can one, read really. those on your phone, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I think. I think that's it. Anything else you guys want to uh, talk about as far as the uh, the great American uh, lock-in or, uh, <laughs> or or social distancing or coronavirus, anything like that? Um, s- I just sorry. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say, you know, for us business professionals, I think this is gonna change, you know, networking and keeping in the loop with folks. So don't be afraid to 
be reaching out and telling people via email or calling them or whatever, because we're not going to have that face-to-face interaction for a while. So yeah, that's all I'll have yep. to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll close it up by saying, uh, uh, you know, I think this kind of, the world's definitely more global than it used to be. Like when I was growing up, people didn't go overseas. They went to Florida for vacation. Uh, so, um, you know, I think as we kind of the world shrinks, we're more connected society. We travel more. We visit more crazy uh, locations than we used to. Sorry if anybody's offended by that. I don't mean to say that other locations are crazy. But, you know, we travel more to uh, to other locations. I think, you know, this could become a reality where we just got to be on our, you know, P's and Q's when it comes to infectious disease. And, you know, if there is an outbreak like this, you know, kind of have to lock it down for a little while until it comes under control. So. Right. Uh, but I uh, just, you know, I want to encourage people to just be good citizens and, uh, you know, stay calm. It's, you know, it's it's unprecedented, but it's uh, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. A lot of people are saying the apocalypse, but I don't I don't think that is right. uh, just kind a, of a good description. You know, kind of stay home or, you know, practice your social distancing. Don't panic and we'll get through this. Yeah, exactly. I hope this brings about a long needed return to hygiene. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know why y'all weren't buying soap before. <laughs> no. Don't worry. I'm not going to have hands left after this because I washed them like 30 <laughs> times a day. Although, staying home, I don't feel that, you know, I don't feel as it's as gross around here. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, that's uh, that's all we have. Should we do this sign offs? Can we get, do you think we can get that done with the yeah. social media? Hits? Yeah. Yeah, we can do it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out. Yeah, that's a good idea. So before we, uh, before we go, I'll let everyone share their social media handles and, uh, you can, you can add us on Twitter cause you know, we're sitting at home doing nothing. So, uh, Zach, I'll start with you. Hey, uh, I'm on Twitter at BFLU Zach and, uh, check out 20 people to know in nonprofits just hit today. All right. Uh, Jason. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn at Scoop Thomas. Nice. You're on Instagram mm. now with Scoop Thomas, huh? Oh, yeah. I've been on Is it for a while. Is that new Instagram? Okay. Yeah. You sent it me the other day. I know, but I, I just thought it was new. I, I, was, <laughs> no. I was pretending for the audience. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I got a friend of mine. Who is it? It was David Mann. Oh, ooh. it's just David Mann. Oh, I got all excited. Um, <laughs> Haley. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BFLU, Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, and I'm on all the other social medias, too. Less on LinkedIn, but still reach out to me on there if you want to connect sometime. All right. Allison. I'm on Twitter at BFLU Allison. All right. Brooke. Hi. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at BFLU Brooke and on Instagram at btimmons26, where at, after being at home for a while, I'll probably be doing a lot of cooking tutorials and demonstrations on my <clears throat> stories. So uh, hit me up on there. All right. And Marty, fine. finally. Marty, finally. Yeah. How about that? Um, <laughs> I'm uh, on Twitter at BFLU Marty. And I'm also on LinkedIn. I've been up in my LinkedIn check-ins. Uh, try to check a few times a day now. So that's the two primary ones for me. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you very much, everyone. I'm not going to say your names uh, again because there's so many of you. Um, but uh, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for listening at home. Uh, we hope to be back in our studio one of these days, but we might do a, a few shows like this. 
hopefully the audio quality i know it isn't as good but hopefully it's bearable um if you like what you hear uh please consider subscribing to us on popular podcast services such as apple podcasts uh spotify google podcast stitcher radio public and other fine services and uh thank you very much and until next time bye bye see you bye 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 bye